after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk commercials, people. We're talking about the good ones, we're talking about the bad ones, and we're talking about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Sunset Hard Hands! Sunset Hard Hands! My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hey, Andrew. I don't like the fact that I just refer to our audience as people at the top. I, I don't know where that came from. Okay. Maybe you've been listening to too much How Did This Get Made. Do they say that? They say hello, people of Earth. Oh, really? I've never heard that show, so I don't think that's the problem. Anyway, uh, my apologies, people. Coming up on today's show, um, I think this was your idea, Vive, so why don't you explain it? Yes, it was my idea. Uh, I've started, uh, I noticed a trend, and I think that means I saw two, two things that Mm. were the same, Uh uh, which is... uh, Products that are pitching themselves as an alternative to social media, that um, social media is getting in the way of real life and their products are uh, a better way to enjoy, uh, you know, real people and real friends and real experiences Mm -hmm. and not all that fake social media uh, experience. Okay, boom. And then I mentioned it to you. Yes. Well, there's one in here that specifically, uh, you know, about uh, the boomer superiority. Uh, but yeah, uh, then you found a bunch more because proving my point that it is in fact a trend. Yeah, you know, we woke up this morning. We're like, oh, are we going to do that? You know, topic on the show today, and we're like, well, we only have two. But I wonder, you know, some sometimes you just don't know how hard it is going to find things. Like, what are the search terms? You yeah. know. Um, and I came downstairs, and probably within a half hour, I found like five of these examples. Yeah, I think the backlash is real. Yeah. Um, by the way, the way you find them is you Google things like this. Commercial makes fun of Facebook. Commercial makes fun of Twitter. <laughs> commercial makes fun of Instagram. Blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, also we will check in with you guys, the Ad Council. It is a special Ad Council because it is indeed the return of Jingle Time. We got a couple of people who left us some great jingles on the old voicemail line. Uh, but let's start by talking about anti-social media. Follow me where I So perfect for social media. It really is. I feel like I'm at Woodstock. Yeah. Who is this? Um, this is Olivia Newton-John, but I'm pretty sure it was a John Denver song mm. first. I actually pulled three or four different songs we could have used today, but I had to stick with that one. I thought it was great. Um, the first commercial we will start with today is one of these that kind of uh, you noticed as kind of part of a trend, right? And this is for one of those White Claw-esque <laughs> beverages called High Noon. I, get, I didn't even realize what I was doing there. Is White Claw like kind of like the Kleenex of these kind of non-beer sparkling alcoholic beverages? Well, they definitely are the market leader. Yeah. Um, you know, White Claw suddenly assumed this enormous uh, market dominance and and I would say like share of the public consciousness and... They had a great. They have a great tagline. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. 
Uh, I didn't know that. I don't know if that's like their actual what, tagline. What is it? Ain't no laws in g- when drinking. You're, when you're drinking claws. <laughs> well, I don't. I, that cannot be their official. I don't think it's their official, but it's it's. Uh, that is like asking for drunk driving. It's often uh, said as a joke oh on God, social media. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and but I gotta say, White Claw is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the alcoholic equivalent of a LaCroix. It is like it has been it is wafted with a little flavor. High Noon is way better. I think it has a little bit more calories in it, but it's well worth it. It's so much more delicious. Oh, this is the we But they're but they're directly going after the White Claw audience. After a party, we had a couple of these in our refrigerator and I drank one or two and it had a much bolder flavor yeah. than I thought. It just has actual flavor versus like And White Claw is more like your LaCroix kind yes. of a hint of flavor thing. Yeah, no, I, I assume that whatever I drank had a lot of sugar in it cuz it it had a strong I mean, it's I a, liked it, but it was a tart, sweet strong it's only flavor. 100 calories really yeah i bet i should start drinking that instead of water um okay so <laughs> they so this is high noon um now describe this commercial because i don't know how much the um sound will explain it yeah it's sort of a cut back and forth between people sitting people at the beach who are sitting around talking to each other enjoying each other's company and drinking face to face face to face irl drinking high noons um, and then intercut with that are a bunch of people in contorting themselves in ridiculous ways to get beach selfies. You know, they're buried in sand up to their neck or they have like a selfie stick or whatever just to get that perfect beach selfie. And it's meant to contrast, compare and contrast uh, the experience of somebody who is just living their life getting drunk at the beach during the daytime versus trying to get the perfect selfie. And one thing that I thought was noticeable, too, is not only are the people who are taking selfies sort of acting like goons, the way they're dressed is very kind of gaudy. Like the woman taking selfies with a selfie stick is like very like kind of trashy L.A. with like a gold bikini. They're definitely well, I mean, you might you might have a certain amount of personal bias on that one. But I agree that the people well, there's different kinds of L.A. and she's trashy L.A., I would say. No. Well, okay, sure, but I'm not I agree. taking shots at your favorite city. I agree that the people who are uh, the protagonists are styled in a more natural, um, sort of beautifully styled, but but more more uh, neutral colors and natural styles. Yeah, just look like hip young people, not these kind of people who are like trying to capture the moment. We made high noon hard seltzer with real vodka and real juice because there's a lot of fake out there, fake friends. Fake fans, fake foodies, fake foodies. Enough with the fake already. It's time to get real. When you're not trying so hard, you can have a real good time. High noon hard seltzer, real vodka, real juice, 100 calories. Things just got real. It's so funny that this is, you know, I don't really have a strong opinion on it one way or another, but I feel like these type of products especially appeal to the people who are taking selfies with their like uh, what like a uh, plastic bunny eared covered cell phones on the selfie stick that we're seeing. Yeah, this feels a little self-defeating because there's nothing about their product that is um contrary to a the selfie culture, right? Like mm-hmm. and it's interesting. I I was thinking about this as we were preparing for the show and I went and I was curious like what is the social media presence of this anti-social mm-hmm. media uh company? And of course, they're on Twitter, 
Uh, I will say they only have 365 followers, so maybe they're just jealous. You think that that, they based this ad campaign on not, they're like, they can't get a blue check mark, so they're like, screw it. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know, I don't know. I mean, it's like they want to, all these products want to have it both ways. They all have uh, presences on all of the major platforms. Um, They're all happy to retweet somebody who takes a selfie with their product. But it feels like just sort of a cheap shot that Mm -hmm. is uh, because, because selfie culture is so eminently mockable and it's just a, it's just sort of an easy and somewhat lazy uh, way to position your thing as superior to whatever's happening, you know, in, in mainstream mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's no different from, you know, Apple think different, right? Yeah. Or even uh, Levi's being authentic. Right. It's, it's about authenticity or like an ersatz or you know a commercialized vision of of uh selling you authenticity hey yeah. we can do talk about want to talk about postmodernism again yeah <laughs> you think everything is postmodernism <laughs> that actually leads directly into this next campaign the the second one that you saw which officially made it a trend which is this miller light commercial now this is going to be a tough one to play on the show in fact um, you saw this commercial first and it was one of those things where you called me into the room and you rewound the tv <laughs> You rewound the TV, Ma, and you uh, <laughs> you had me try to guess what the what the commercial was going to be for. It was one of those uh, tough little games. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't think words are coming to be great today. It was one of those tough little games. Um, so I have a long version of it here. It's for Miller Lite, but you would not know it until the very end, and it's almost shot like almost like a scary movie. I don't know if horror is is too strong of a word, but we see this guy and he looks out the peephole of his door and he sees that there's a bunch of other people outside, mostly men, but I guess not not exclusively men, but mostly dressed alike in jeans, all similar uh, tennis shoes, uh, some black jacket and white shirt, right? And and this is just in black and white. And you see him look out his peephole and get concerned about that. And you're not exactly sure why he's concerned. Actually, I guess I should mention, although it's a quick shot, the very, very first shot of this is him tying his shoes. Um, and then he tries to, I think, sneak out the back of his apartment through the fire escape. And he gets to the ground and the crowd has found him. Right. And I it's guess noteworthy that they this. are all he's he is dressed like the crowd. Oh, that's right. He or is the dressed crowd like is the dressed crowd like as him. well. Right. So I guess I can play the audio here. You'll hear him running through the streets. He sneaks out of his apartment and they're all chasing him down the street. Uh, he's trying to hide from them. You're starting to notice that they're dressed alike, although not identical. It's worth noting, mostly um, white t-shirts, but some striped t-shirts. But in clearly, there too. they're meant. It's meant to evoke the same look that he has. Yeah. Then, then we cut to another woman, another person, a woman this time. She's being chased through a shopping mall by a bunch of women who are dressed roughly like her, a, a skirt with a white sweater. In fact, I just noticed something I didn't notice before. There, there's a quick shot of a bunch of people with selfie sticks taking photos of themselves uh, as these people are running through the streets. Um, it goes on. The chase goes on. They're being chased and chased. They're having to run through the city. Um, but then our friend in the sport coat from the beginning... He sees a little bar. Gets to a bar. Yeah, and I guess he wants to go into the bar. I still, well, we'll dissect it in a second. He wants to go into the bar, but he's got this mob of people chasing him. He doesn't know what to do, and then he takes off one of his shoes. And he throws it into the crowd, and they all jump for the shoe. It's almost like a, 
it's like a Dawn of the Dead kind of thing where they're all like going after the brains. And then he walks or into the, the bar. Or the bouquet at a wedding might be a more mm, apt metaphor there. I don't know. Yeah, right. It's noteworthy also that all, they all are wearing shoes with no laces. And when he throws his uh, like converse at them, which has laces, like it's a little different from what they have. Oh, and I didn't so realize that. So they're excited that. about this like thing that he's giving them that's different. I see. They're, they're not missing laces like they should have laces. He, they're he's just a like, trendsetter. I see. I see. So he throws that up. And then they're all distracted by the shoe, apparently. And so he walks into the bar. Now, suddenly it's not black and white anymore. And it's all in color. And he sees his friends at the corner of the bar. And we see the log line. A few friends are better than a few thousand followers. Coors Light. Miller Light. Miller Light. Sorry. I think I did that last week, too. (laughs) Here's to the original social media, and they show a picture of the can. That might have been painful hearing me try to recap that commercial. My apologies. Um, But this commercial wasn't just a commercial. It was part of a campaign, an anti-social media campaign, where Miller Light was giving away free beer if you unfollowed them on Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) Did you see this? I, I saw it when you sent me the article. That is putting their money where their mouth is. I really like that. Yeah, so apparently the way it would work is you'd have to, Miller Light uh, launches the spot today during the World Series is the first time we saw this. Here's how you do it. You text a photo or a screenshot showing you unfollowing Miller Light on Instagram or Facebook, and you text it to a specific number with the keyword unfollow. So they're just like, they're kind of playing the same games with telephone technology instead of social media. Um, then you wait for Miller Lite to send you a link, and then you will upload a receipt from a Miller Lite purchase, and then they will credit your PayPal account uh, for your first round of Miller Lite up to $8. So apparently you have to have already bought a Miller Lite and unfollowed them to get your you, free beer. You, so you get a you get a refund, essentially, for I a see. beer that you bought. Is that the deal? Yeah, I guess so. Up to $8. So Still pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So um, now we should look at... Should we Can see? you follow them and then unfollow them to get your to get money i assume the question is um should you (laughs) um i'm looking up their miller light yes i'm over 21 i'm going to their uh, instagram page it says you must be 21 to see this but it's not letting me click anywhere uh to prove i'm 21 it must know that you're under 21 i guess so one of these days i'm gonna enjoy a miller light and it's gonna be great what do you think of that? I don't think that commercial holds up. Even watching it now, I've watched it three times. Like, throwing the shoe, I just, I don't think it all holds together. Oh, and I also like it seems it. preachy. I like it a lot. I think it's yeah. great. I actually think it's, um, I think it, it resonates for me more than the High Noon ad uh, because I think it's sort of more visually interesting. It's, it was certainly arresting the last the first time I saw it. I didn't know what it was for, yeah. and I think they do a good job of keeping you invested in trying to figure out what the story is. Mm-hmm. And, then when the, and then I think the punchline, the payoff, is, is like good. You know, I think it pays off something mm-hmm. that makes sense within the context of the commercial. Um, and, you know, it's it's a little bit holier than thou. But, I mean, all of these are going to be that way. Like, anything that sort of finger wags at uh, people's use of social media is going to be a little bit preachy. But, you know, if, if, you, if you just find that completely distasteful, then none of these are going to work for you. But I think this one does work for me. Um, and I, I kind of like the – I just like the dramatization of – how trend setting would look if it was if it was done in real life you know if you if you extrapolated from like people obsessing over someone that they follow on Instagram or whatever uh 
to like if the, if you were to put that into real life how stupid and crazy it would seem mm-hmm. here's why i'm thinking about it more i just think that they're conflating two things which is um so they say a few friends are better than a few thousand followers i think they're conflating the idea of an instagram of a like an instagram or social media influencer versus somebody who just has a following on facebook or instagram because this guy doesn't, i'm not sure i know the difference this guy doesn't give well i i have a bunch of followers on instagram i'm not an influencer i'm not somebody who is like introducing new products i mean there there's you a, literally are doing that all the time that's your job but gen, I, I, i'm being serious here like okay yeah i guess as a podcaster to a degree but i don't there are people who use instagram because they're and i, I find myself on their accounts all the time they are introducing right. new products they are posing with them i mean their whole thing Spawn-con. is image building i yeah. use instagram to take photos of graffiti and like debris on the ground that i think is visually interesting like i'm not using my instagram to try to get people to buy the same tennis shoes that i wear i'm not using myself to influence other people's buying things that's a very specific way a lot of people are using social media and if they had set up this guy to be somebody like that who's now leaving that world behind maybe throwing his shoe would make sense but he just seems like a normal guy who apparently might have a social media account or two but he's not set up as an influencer i still think it's confusing when he takes off his shoe that's slightly different at the end and throws it to the zombies well i'll give you this it's confusing that he is yeah like you no one becomes an instagram influencer in the way you're talking about right the sort of the person who who that's like their actual job mm-hmm. uh, or their actual or aspiration their thing yeah yeah no one becomes that by accident and then like you know, oh, I wish I could, you know, I really prefer to just like hang with my couple of friends. Oh, mm. woe is me. I'm a poor, I'm an Instagram influencer. But I, so, so in a sense, he, they want him to be two characters. Mm-hmm. They want him to be the, the self-involved influencer who like says, this is the shoe I'm wearing now. And they want him to be, you know, the, you know, real ass Joe who has a beer with his friends. Mm-hmm. So I agree that in that sense, it's, it's, a little complicated but i think what i think the message is not super complicated which is there it's just a little it's sort of a little uh, morality play right mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i don't think they stick the landing um and i also and again for some reason like i mean all of I these think it's visually really exciting all yeah. of the yeah and i guess maybe you know i think that you know you're as far as getting somebody's attention i mean I almost feel like we can't make a theme out of it on this show because we we talk about them so much when they pop up. But I feel like we're seeing more and more commercials that are following this model of we're going to get you involved and then you don't even know what yeah. we're selling you until the end, right? We're hooking right. you into a long story to keep you on your toes. I, I wish I could remember what it was. <laughs> Ridiculous that I'm not taking notes while I'm watching TV. But something came on TV late last night that I almost grabbed the remote control to fast forward. But I was like, oh, wait, where are you going with this? Yeah. And it, was a, it was something Christmas related and certainly the first time I had seen it. So um, kind of uh, that that idea of the... It's hard to get people's attention. and then yeah. paying off at the very end. I don't so. blame them. I mean, it like I'm sure marketers are racking their brains because between uh, subscription services that people can increasingly pay a little bit extra to opt out of ads entirely... Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh dvr that may that now and dvrs are getting smarter where like i was watching a sitcom the other day you know football started doing this where you you hit fast forward and it shows you like 
it will know when the commercial ends and it will you can trust it to stop when the game restarts now that i was watching the good place last night same thing the, it's it's not about what the content is both of those work on the games or the tv shows that we tape on our dvr it's not on demand that's why it worked for that's why it works for some seahawks games and why it works for the good place because you were watching the good place via dvr oh okay so because um, i i noticed that last night too when i when i was watching the good place from our dvr instead of on demand so yeah i mean so what's a marketer yeah. to do right i'm surprised that comcast lets um like kind of does that i I'm mean I, it's a great too. service but yeah. you they're you know everything is so bundled up as far as business interests are concerned you would think that the advertisers would Say no, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do that, Xfinity. Um, anyway, uh, okay, so I, I really like this one. We heard a clip of this at the very top of the show. Uh, this is for Taco Bell, and this one had been been around for a while. It was one of the first things to pop up when I typed in my uh, special secret search term today. And um, this one is called Instagram Boyfriend. And I'm pretty sure it's self-explanatory. You hear the overdub of the young man in this commercial describing how he's an Instagram boyfriend for his girlfriend. And we see them out and about in the world at a fair, on a beach, and she's Eventually. taking like every cliche Instagram shot, you exactly. know, exactly. Uh, like all the all the cliche, uh, just like images that you would expect, like a very conventionally attractive white woman uh, to be taking. Right, and he seems pretty game. He's just like, yeah, I'm a good Instagram boyfriend. Um, and then at the end, they're on a bluff somewhere, and the sun is setting, and she's doing that thing where she's making a heart out of her two hands, and she's saying, sunset heart hands, sunset heart hands, and uh, she wants him to take a picture. But at this point, his hands are preoccupied with some Taco Bell. I am an Instagram boyfriend. Wing murals, candids, staged candids. By the way, I had to rewind that. It went by so fast today. Wing murals is the first thing that he yes. lists. It's the, where you see like wings painted on the side of a building. And someone standing in front of them like right. they're, they're, they're angel wings. Exactly. I am an Instagram boyfriend. Wing murals, candids, staged candids. I get them all. But now that rolled chicken tacos are back at Taco Bell, oh, look. my hands are tied. Sunset hard hands. Sunset hard hands. Mm. Sunset hard hands. Let's just enjoy this moment. Take the picture. So easy to dip, so hard to put down. Rolled chicken tacos are back with your choice of dips only at Taco Bell. See, the point of this one is not that much different than the one we just saw for Miller Lite, but I like it so much snarkier. It's really snarky. I really enjoy this one. I remember when it came, I mean, it, it caught my attention when it was, uh, you know, when I saw it in the wild. I love it. I love also that. He's so affable both before and after. When when you hear him say, I'm an Instagram boyfriend, he's taking a picture while hanging precariously from a horse on a merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to get this on a carousel best angle of her. To, to get her, her angle that she wants. Like, he's just really game to help her out. But, like, even now, it's not... He's not angry at her. It doesn't come across as, like, mean mm-mm, or, mm-mm. or overly sort of cruel. Mm-hmm. He's just, like... Sort of help. His his hands are tied. He's helpless. Exactly. He's, his hands are full of taquitos. Yeah, it's really snarky. But uh, you're right. It steps. Uh, just it stays on this line of being too cruel. Yeah, she seems irritating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're supposed to find her mm-hmm. somewhat obnoxious. Uh, but I think they walk a careful line of not having him be a real jerk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that one. Yeah, you're right. I, I hadn't really thought that deeply about it, but I think 
his tone matters with these things. Yeah, his tone is is really key to this. This next one came up with my little Googles. Um, And I swear we've talked about this on the show. I think an ad counselor sent this in to us. Boy, I didn't remember it when I watched it. Um, This is for IKEA. And it goes back. This is from, it looks like it was uploaded uh, in 2016 by IKEA itself. So a few years ago. And uh, we, this is like 17th, I'm sorry, like 18th century. I saw somebody describe it as bourgeoisie. So if it seems like that's a word that wouldn't usually come out of my mouth, I will admit that that's how a Time Magazine article described this okay. family. And they're sitting around. Um, There's some wealthy burgers. <laughs> the, uh, they're sitting around a uh, fancy dinner table and then dinner is served. Uh, here, let me hit play on it. Now, the little girl goes to grab some food off the plate, but she's told to put it back. They ring a bell, and an old painter with his assistant comes in, sets up a canvas, and starts painting a very detailed painting of their food. Like a, a classic still life, oil, a still life in oil, which is then taken out to the carriage, and now the... Uh, the servants of this wealthy family are driving all over the countryside uh, to show the painting to people who are giving it either a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And they're taking it to all kinds of people, wealthy people, peasants, uh, people having a duel, uh, huge crowds of people. They're getting various thumbs ups and downs. Time has passed. I mean, it's been nighttime now, morning. They take it to a drawing or a fancy drawing room. Daytime again. Meanwhile, the family still hasn't touched their food. They come back to the family. They show the painting and show the family that they got a thumbs up. The dad says, okay, we can eat. Now it's time to eat. And then it says it's a, it's a meal, not a competition. They cut to a modern day father. It's the same actor. Oh, it is the same actor. Yes, yeah, the same I family. Oh, smart, smart, smart. You're right. I didn't quite catch that. The same yeah. family is now in a modern day kitchen. And you, I don't know if you noticed, but the painting that we just saw is hung on the wall oh, behind yeah, them. But otherwise, yeah. it's a modern kitchen. The dad's trying to get the perfect picture of the food. And that's when we see the slogan. Uh, it's a meal, not a competition. Let's relax, Ikea. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't know. Maybe we hadn't talked about that one on the show before. I swear. I don't think I've ever some, seen it before. It came over my transom somehow at some point, I think. And maybe maybe it never made it into the show. But, uh, well, Vives, let me ask you. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Well, thumbs up for the little movie I just saw, which yeah. I enjoyed very much. Uh-huh. I'm a little uh, baffled as to why Ikea is selling me this little movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is interesting. Is, I mean, the kitchen looks gorgeous. The kitchen the looks great, I guess. But mostly what we saw was like, uh, you know, 18th century uh, settings. Yeah. Also cool. I love a historical drama. Yeah, and it's re- so into a costume drama. Very high production value. Super in high thing. production values. I mean, bravo. I mean, give this thing the fucking crying monkey award. <laughs> but like, I'm just a little like flummoxed. I would not sure I would ever remember that was Ikea. Right. Yeah. I wonder if they're just trying to. I'm sure this is the type of commercial that got way more play online, probably went viral a bit, which is probably how I saw it at some point in the past three years. Um, but yeah, how does it connect to their product? And of course, it does connect in the broad sense of like they make home goods. I yeah. get that. Like it's not that I'm, it's not totally lost on me, but they're sort of finger wagging 
about uh, stop taking pictures of your food and just live your life is like, okay, uh, I guess. Like, right, right, a, a right. Thanks, Ikea? Well, let me ask you this. Is there a way to sort of reverse doctor doctor this? <laughs> and beca- because Do you make real- it sicker? <laughs> Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. My question, I guess, is I don't know if it's really a reverse doctor, doctor. I just wanted to hear the song. But what would this be a good ad for? Like, what if everything was the same until the end? Because, I mean, the point is very clear. But I just sort of feel like you're right. Well, what about, like, uh, I mean, for food, for one thing. Mm -hmm. Like, if it was, you know, um, uh, like Campbell's, that real food for real real life. I also think you could do it for. like Blue Apron or mm-hmm. HelloFresh, like one yeah. of those like meal prep uh, services that, mm-hmm. that they do, like where, although their whole thing is like, we can teach you to plate it beautifully. Yeah, that's true. But like, they but probably I, want, they're actually trying to appeal to the Instagram crowd. They probably are, yeah. but, but I could see them going the other way and saying like, this is, you know, that we're going to teach you to make food that you enjoy eating, not photographing. Right, right, right. And uh, just, I want to make it very, very clear here that I'm not an influencer in any way. But if you do use HelloFresh, uh, use the uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash TBTL80 <laughs> for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. Right. Should we move on? Yeah, I really I really like that. I, I've, I am enjoying all of these. I think that honestly, the, the weakest one for me has been the high noon one, a product that I like very mm-hmm. much uh, just as a product. It just and it's not that I hated it or thought it was like a total failure. It was just actually at this point I think it feels a little played because there have been so many. As we look back, there have been uh, a number of ones that are just like stop living, you know, stop living exclusively online and for the benefit of people you don't really know. Can I pause the conversation for one second to, uh, to talk? to you about something related to advertising. Um, this is a huge tangent, but it's something that I'm just remembering that I heard today that blew my goddamn mind. So I am listening to the sports station, 710 ESPN Seattle. I'm listening to my friend's show. Tom Wassel has a show uh, in the afternoon. It's my favorite show on the station. No you shit. sound like Tahani. My friend, Tom Wassel. <laughs> I was talking to my other friend, yes, uh, Ron would, Upshaw. What, what, I'm trying to think, what would she even, how, how would she just work Tom Wassel into the <laughs> conversation? Um, but anyway, I'm listening to a show. It's a new show, and I really like it. And so when it's on, I pay attention to it. Because every time I turn it on, I'm hearing kind of a different bit or a different segment they're doing. And I'm legit just like kind of giddy for them. I think the show is really good. Um, and then today I turned it on, and I think for the first time maybe since the show was kind of relaunched, I heard that he had an interview coming up with uh, the former head coach of the Ravens when the Ravens were had this really, really staunch defense. I don't know exactly what era this is, probably early 2000s, doesn't matter. Anyway, he's having, the his whole gang is interviewing this coach, and then at one point, and you'll often hear this with like a charity, he says, uh, we're talking to coach so-and-so, we're going to be asking him about blah, blah, blah in just a minute, but first coach, I have another question for you about the defense that you had right now often when they say we're going to talk to him about blank blank in a minute it'll be like we're going to talk to him about his uh shoes for kids campaign or something and you know that there's this unsaid thing that you can get big time guests on your show if you will talk about their foundation or their nonprofit or their cause which is good when it's you know a nonprofit or a foundation or a cause what tom said was 
We're going to talk to him about Ronin. Is it Roman or Ronin? It's Roman. Roman.com in just a second. But first, Coach, blah, 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 some more football talk. And then the last question is, now tell us about Roman.com. And you know what that is, right? It's one of those men's health, yes. kind of like ED, although he didn't mention ED at all. He mentioned like There's, It's like balding. for him, right? It's yeah, like exactly. all the It's all the male problems. All the male problems. He mentioned cold sores. He mentioned, I mean, basically it's a bunch of stuff. When are they going to cure toxic masculinity? You're too embarrassed to go to the regular doctor for, so they'll, you know, Know, handle it online for you but um it was just so weird to me that apparently and i'm not saying this like to shit on tom or that crew's decision to have this guy on but like i guess people are just sponsoring coaches and other guests now and then essentially you can kind of buy an interview if you promise to give them a minute or 30 seconds at the end as part of your sports interview to say tell us about this product that you love so much so you're telling me someone has crassly, commercially exploited a professional football coach? I know that you're just teasing me. It's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm surprised that there's money in this stuff. I mean, it's literally called commercial radio. Yes, but that is a great, I listen to a great point. I listen to a lot of it, and I listen. There are no. I understand. This feels like a new breaks. frontier. It was just a very, yes. and it was so awkward and weird. I mean. They didn't handle it awkward, but as a listener, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I mean, I knew exactly what was going on, but I just, I didn't know that you, I didn't know that these relationships in the for-profit world were happening. And then you'll say, okay, now we're going to send out a press release to probably stations around the country and say, coaches available for slots here, here, and here. Um, but you must talk about Roman.com at some point during the interview. It was like, and it was just such a strange thing. It's strange, but is it really? I mean, it's it's a it's a new it's a new bridge or a, bri- mm-hmm. a, a further bridge than perhaps you know you're used to, but it's a natural progression. Yeah, I get you know it's a little bit closer. It would be like kind of like the radio equivalent of a product placement, you know, in, yeah. in commercial radio, you know. But very, I mean, very, essentially was it's very, a, it was a yeah, product just placement. very unartful. But um, yeah, I mean, again, I've been listening to millions of hours of, of of commercial sports radio over the past 10 years and i've i've and never heard that before yeah. and it was weird and then a product that is also about kind of a sensitive issue and the way the the way i have heard it before with nonprofits or causes he was kind of talking about it in that way. It's like, it's just crazy that like men aren't like taking care of their health. You know, it almost right. seems like a, a health Like it's a PSA. Thing when it's just like people want their boner pills, you know, yeah. like, uh, I don't know. It, it struck me. It really struck me. Um, okay. Thanks for letting me do that little aside. Um, and let's move on. Oh, I hadn't seen this Toyota commercial before. This I have goes seen- back to 2012. Yeah, but I've seen this in the wild and I really like it. Have you? Um, but I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, you said, oh, you you joked, okay, boomer with me. Oh, yeah. um, but this really is like, okay, millennial. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, I wondered what this, you were this talking is, this about. This is where millennial, this is where the boomers clap back. <laughs> yeah. And again, this is going back. I mean, 2012 was quite some time ago now. Uh, and we see a young woman in like her cute little apartment. She's probably supposed to be in her like 20s, right? Yeah. And she's got her little Mac computer. And she's talking directly to us, talking essentially about how her parents are so lame and they don't have a life because they're not on social media. Meanwhile, we're seeing it's intercut. Her dialogue is intercut with visuals of her 
parents and their friends living a full life out there. I think mostly mountain biking. Yeah, they, they, they take their things? Toyota out to the wilderness and they do mountain biking. And the, of course, the Toyota can handle all the bikes and all that stuff. Right. But yeah, they're living life. They're living life while she's at home making fun of them because they're not on Facebook and therefore and are she's, not living She's really life. enjoying some dank memes. That's right. I read an article. Well, I read the majority of an article online about how older people are becoming more and more antisocial. Sweet. Burn boomers, yeah. right? Oh, got her. Oh my God. Right. Well, well, uh, I well, I read most of an article. Ooh, brutal. That is pretty brutal. I read an article. Well, I read the majority of an article online about how older people are becoming more and more antisocial. So I was really aggressive with my parents about joining Facebook. My parents are up to nineteen friends now. She's she mouths so sad. Yeah. Only nineteen friends. Meanwhile, we see them with their real friends, friends biking. At the end, we don't ever see what's on her computer screen. It's really well shot. She, she just she immediately just loses dives. Her she attention. loses. We yeah. lo- she loses. Yeah, we, she loses focus because she's looking at just like whatever dumb meme is, has crossed her path. And she says, "That's not a real puppy. That's too small to be a real puppy." I I love that actress. I think yes. she does a great job. I mean, she's loathsome as it as the as the commercial intends it her to be. Loathsome maybe is a strong word. She's contemptible. I think I have her name here, uh, Alan Rachel. She's great. A L L Y N Rachel. Uh, can we just see a little bit more of her work? This is a Dairy, yeah. dairy Queen is she, commercial. Is she a star to watch? Um, I think so. Yeah, we should do a whole show. We sh- I, I've yeah. got so many of these people that I just love, and I've, I sometimes bring them up uh, on the show. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Barbosa is right, the patron right, right. saint of this segment. But I would Who- love. The the young kid in the movie we saw this weekend, Jojo Rabbit, reminded me of a kind of a young Barbosa. Oh, no? really? Did you see any of that a little bit? Uh, maybe not. I wasn't thinking about it. Maybe. Um, okay, this is for Dairy Queen flamethrower cheeseburger TV commercial titled "Last Time." We see her sitting at a uh, booth at the DQ, and she's looks like she's staring kind of intently at her partner who's chomping into a burger across from her. I have no idea what we're about to see. The new flamethrower cheeseburger now with a five-buck lunch. I'm going flamethrower today. Remember what happened last time? I'm going flamethrower today. Gary, do you remember what happened last time? So they're they're going back in time. I think I vaguely remember this now. Each time she says that word. I don't think he does remember what happened last time. Younger and younger. <laughs> I'm going flamethrower today. Remember what happened last time? <laughs> <laughs> Comes with a Sunday now. I can handle it. You know your body, Gary. Go for it. <laughs> Fantastic. She's a really great actress. Love her. Yeah. Maybe yeah. next week. She can we... handle whatever they throw at her. She, that one was a, a very different character. Maybe next week we just do Allentown and it's just all oh, I like it. she stars in. Um, ooh, this Allstate commercial was new to me and this has a whole campaign around How it too. How have we missed a Mayhem commercial? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I love this one. Mayhem, by the way. <laughs> Mayhem. Um, uh, okay, I, you you go. I've been talking too much. Like all mayhem commercials, this one is a delight. Um, and you you actually found some interesting background on this. But yeah. the premise of this one is that um, he uh, mayhem is a burglar who loves to follow you on social media and figure out when you're not going to be home so he can break in because you overshare on social media. I'm kind of a social media nerd. I'm also kind of a burglar. <laughs> it is 
it's it's so Dennis Duffy to see a social it's, media nerd. Yeah, that is a very <laughs> Dennis it's Duffy. Not like really like being on social media. That's not like really nerdy. At no, but all. but Dennis Duffy would see it <laughs> exactly. that way for sure. Hey, dummy! I'm a social media nerd. Hey, now. I'm a social media nerd now. <laughs> I'm kind of a social media nerd. I'm also kind of a burglar. The couple that lives here posted online that they're out of town, so I'm turning Sue Casa into me, Casa. It's funny. Um, we see him outside the home. He's found the little hide-a-key right. fake rock thing. He shows it to us. He dumps Drops the key out the and then punches the window out just to create, I'm going to say, mayhem. Yeah. And if you share every detail of your life on social media, this could be you. So get all state. He Raisins throws the, t- the, the doors mayhem. wide open. He throws the TV out the window. Or no, he throws the duffel bag out the window. Mayhem is everywhere. Are you in good hands? Okay. I, want Dean, I want to marry Dean Winters. I know you do. I really do. Um, so this was also unveiled during a big sporting event in 2015. I, I, uh, I think it was during a, a bowl game. I can't remember exactly what. Uh, I'm reading here from ABC News who wrote the about Sugar this. Bowl. Oh, it was a Sugar Bowl. Okay. This was unveiled during the Sugar Bowl, and it's based on a real couple. At one point, we see Dean Winters uh, sitting on the couch, and he says, the couple that lives here posted on social media that they're going to be gone. And we see a, a, you know, a picture of a couple. It turns out that that is a real photo of a real couple who did Who are have, very photogenic. I yes, and they had their house burgled um, when they were on vacation because they were posting about it on social media. It's a true story. Are you sure that these people were actually burgled? They were this. This is very confusing. So they were they were contacted. Oh, they're identified as oversharers, yes. so, and then this then Allstate, who didn't identify themselves as Allstate at this point, reached out to them as market researchers. Yes. So I think what happened, and it is very confusing, and I maybe intentionally so. These people were kind of like oversharers, and I think they may have they somehow came to Allstate's attention through Allstate's market research efforts. Mm-hmm. And Allstate had this idea to do like a campaign, like a stunt around them. And so what Allstate did was, while these people were for real at the Sugar Bowl, um, Allstate like made. I mean, this is again with their permission. Mm-hmm. Made copies of all of their like got copies of a bunch of their real life possessions and and sold them. On a like a fire sale, like they're, they're, a mayhem, a sale. mayhem sale website site to yeah. show people like your car could get like hocked for two hundred dollars. Your your diamond ring could be like sold in a you know at a pawn shop for fifty bucks. Your car. They said they they were shocked to see that their car was sold for two hundred dollars. Right. I mean, it, was, it wasn't really car. their car, right. but yeah. But it's very it's very elliptical the way this was framed, but. They weren't actually robbed, but they were the kind. Their behavior put them at risk of being robbed, and so because their real life behavior was so risky, they were held up as an example. Right? You know, I'm what? sure they were paid handsomely. Yeah, and you know, this isn't one of those things where what do we hear in the last uh, commercial we played? I read the majority of the article. I really did read the whole thing, um, and I thought I'd read it carefully. But yeah, the first line of this is, the real-life husband and wife featured in Allstate's viral marketing campaign during Thursday's Sugar Bowl readily confess to the risky habit of oversharing. Quote, we just got back from our honeymoon a couple of months ago. We were posting messages and videos from our honeymoon in real time when we clearly weren't home. So somehow Allstate, in their research, identified them. Yeah. I thought that they had gotten jacked while they were on their yeah. honeymoon, but they just realized they could have been. So Allstate built this around them. Right, exactly. I see. Okay, my apologies. 
I feel like a dummy tonight. Um, you wrote in the notes here. I get it. You wrote, okay, they're not actually victims, just dill holes. <laughs> I thought you meant they weren't victims just because they kind of asked for it themselves because there was something. No, I would not victim blame someone who got their house robbed. Uh, I will shame. I will uh, shame someone who overshares on social media. Well, I see. This makes the end of this article make a little bit more sense too, because I thought their house really had gotten robbed. And then the last two graphs of this ABC piece says the experience hasn't changed what the couple <laughs> posts on social media, but they are more cautious. They've adjusted their Facebook and Twitter privacy settings. "Quote: We are definitely posting the same way we did before. That's not the message of this campaign," Shannon told ABC. Oh, News. Shannon. That's literally Literally the message missed. of the campaign, Shannon. Yeah, Shannon. That's literally the message of the Shannon, campaign. Shannon, D minus for reading comprehension. Oh, and and that's coming from me. <laughs> yeah, you you also I, okay. didn't get a great grade uh, on reading right, comprehension. I got D plus. Uh, okay, hotels.com. I gotta say. I am. I have really turned on Captain Obvious. Well, yeah, I have turned. I have turned yet again. I've oh, turned back just, around on Captain just, Obvious. Captain Obvious is spinning you right around, baby. That's right. And I want to give a shout out to some of our listeners who were talking about this. Uh, not this one you're going to play now, but one of the other ones in this series. Uh, because as you will hear, there's some surprising dialogue. Yeah, and this one goes by really fast. And if I recall, the beginning of the audio is clipped a little, so apologies. But it begins with a really short clip of a guy talking directly into the camera, and he's at a vineyard somewhere, clearly taking kind of like a wine vacation. What do you call it? A tour of a vineyard somewhere, right? He's on vacation. And um, we immediately see that he is actually a... um, He's posting this little video onto Instagram, and we cut to some friends of his in the city somewhere in a very bleak looking setting she's eating a salad looking really whiny and looking really jealous that her friend is out at this vineyard hashtag vacay sonoma i want wine with lunch it's 11 a.m cindy that is captain obvious who is now suddenly sitting next to her at lunch thanks captain obvious don't hate like their trip book yours with hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere hotels.com be there do that get rewarded so it goes by pretty quickly he says don't hate like if you didn't quite catch that she double taps this guy's video and likes it um it does also end with her yes at the very end she's in sonoma and she's taking a selfie this time so it's not like a it's not an overall uh condemnation of social media it's just like a condemnation of social media if you're not doing it. Yeah, it's more yeah, that's I thought this one was a little bit on the edge because of that because exactly what you just said this reminds me a little bit more of those um what are the investment commercials where yeah, it's kind of like get uh, your, it's not about like don't do social media uh, like, I think that's get E-trade. yours and yeah. make your friends jealous and I don't yeah, like, love that. Yeah, these these rich people are assholes but why aren't why aren't you also being an asshole? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a bunch uh, in this series. There's one with Little John. Did you know that? Yes, where he's ziplining with somebody's friend. Um, this one is called Another Vacation. And we see a couple of um, moms at a park somewhere. Again, they're wearing kind of winter the hats. And you can just tell, like, the, the weather isn't great where they are. They're watching their kids in the park. And they are looking at the post of some gorgeous friend of theirs who is posting images of her at some just very luxurious resort pool. Just get one of me looking off. Look, she's on another vacation. Wow, so happy for you, smiley face emoji. Funny how the words you type don't reveal the jealousy you actually feel. Thanks, Captain Obvious. How is she there and we're here? 
condoms. <laughs> Don't hate like that. That is surprising. Surprising. He takes out. He just takes a pointed look at all their kids and just says condoms. I know, which Does got it, the attention of the ad council. I gotta Facebook. say, like, I was like, is there but is there what? any chance that they like that? I, I honestly thought at first that this was like one of those outtake ones that was supposed to air or that right. maybe somebody was spoofing but this is on hotels.com it absolutely is i YouTube here's a, here's one i think it's a good joke mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's a little surprising it's a little yeah it's bracing exactly um but one thing i really like about these ads or or i, I appreciate about these ads is that the hotels.com captain obvious for a uh, several iterations was moving more and more into the absurd realm mm-hmm. where yeah you know, he would just have a goat with him for no reason yeah. or just like random weirdness that had nothing to do with the 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 premise, which is that he states the obvious. And then, you know, you, you the person responds with the, you know, classic, thanks, Captain Obvious, mm-hmm. right? Like that's something you say to your friend when they state the obvious. So they like they have made that real. But just making it weirder and weirder, it was like they lost the the very concept of what made Captain Obvious, Captain Obvious. Mm-hmm. They're back to having him just state the obvious yeah. for comedic effect. And whether you particularly like him or his performance or the whole premise, I'm at least gratified that they have they have like remained true to the premise or returned to the original premise. I'll buy that. Um, I've never said to somebody, thanks, Captain Obvious, or if so, it's been a really long time, but it did remind me of... Um, Something I was going to try, I was at the gym earlier today, just trying to throw that in there wherever possible. Um, And as I was uh, getting ready to leave the gym, you know, they always say goodbye to you, the people at the front desk. And I made an oath to myself that when I said goodbye to them today, I was going to say, see you later, alligator, and just keep walking and just see if I could do that and then just maybe make it part of my thing. Um, because I really like that expression. Are you trying to get the after a while crocodile retort? I would love to. I think that maybe if I could get one of those, that would be really cool. And I thought like the people, like the young people who say goodbye to you when you're leaving the 24-hour fitness might be a good good people to just like kind of yeah. test it on. Just like quickly, like don't stop. Don't they wait love, for a they response. They love quippy old men, I just bet. Just be like, see you later, alligator. And just like keep walking <laughs> and just see what happens. Because I would love to be comfortable enough to say that. I think it's I think it could bring joy to people's lives. And that's what I'm here to do. But um, I will let you know that as I was leaving and a very polite young woman uh, smiled at me and said, have a good night. And I said, thanks. You too. Can I just say that I think you made the right call? Then why am I so sad? I don't know. Like get a bird or what carry on your shoulder or something if you need attention oh, that much. Come on. What time is it? <laughs> It's jingle time. It's jingle time. <laughs> okay, and we're clear. Uh, we got a voicemail from listener Allison. Hey, you guys. Um, I've just had a couple glasses of port, and so I'm feeling like really happy right now. Um, and I found myself singing this song, and I thought, oh, I've got to call Andrew and Genevieve and leave them this jingle. Um, so this is it. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Um, this is Allison from Woodbury, Minnesota. Um, I love you guys. I hope... Uh, I get to hear this on your show because it's so exciting when I get to hear my own jingle <laughs> on your show. Um, love your content. Love your show. Have a great day, you guys. Bye. 
Allison is definitely somebody who could handle a see you later alligator. Yeah, I think and so. And I would appreciate it, I think, as well. Okay, well. Not like you, the the person who's trying to right, suck all the joy not, out of life. Right, me, the, the joy thief. The joy thief. Um, no, that was so good. And I, that's a that's a tricky song to get right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like, uh, like the, the notes are a little bit tricky. And she really nailed it. I found a couple of different versions. One from the, I think, early 80s and one from the early 90s. Here's the 80s version. This takes place in a high school. I think they would like, you know, kind of throw this jingle and have all different kinds of people sing it in different scenarios. This one happens to be like a high school scenario. Right. So we see some kind of like, uh, looks like kind of like cool, uh, like preppy guys hopping in the car. Kind of like give me a break. Yes, right. And then we see um, some of their classmates singing. We see nerds. We see see cheerleaders. At one point, in something that I find, did you watch this commercial yet? No. Uh, I find it a little disturbing because I think this teacher is supposed to be kind of like sexy. She kind of sings like a, in a this Marilyn Monroe way. This has a very Grease 2 feel to oh, it. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, let's take a listen. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almonds or chestnuts. Mounds don't. I'm a choice guy, bitch, and I'm chocolate. Coconut and marshmallows too. Mounds got deep dark chocolate and chewy coconut. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't. Peter Paul, I'm a choice guy, nuts. Peter Paul, mounds don't. Because. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. I cannot tell what the basketball. Why do they say Peter Paul? Oh, is that what they say? Yeah. I oh, and the, oh, it says Peter Paul Almond Joy. I don't know. I can't figure that out. I couldn't figure out what they were saying there. Ad Council, if you know what a Peter Paul. Okay, Almond here's a Joy little is. bit of an, ex, uh, an explanation because this is posted on the Museum of Classic Chicago Television's YouTube page, and I, I've actually watched a lot of stuff on there before. Uh, they're, I think, actually undergoing a real archiving campaign. It says. Here's one of those catchy commercials for Almond Joy and Mounds Candy Bars by Peter Paul Cadbury. So I'm wondering if this was during an era where they were trying to brand a... Is Peter Paul Cadbury the original Cadbury company? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Seems plausible, but I've never heard of that. Oh, I see. Peter Paul Candy Manufacturing Company is a candy-making division within Hershey right now. My guess is there was some sort of a... Um, you know, merger of those two companies. Oh, uh, well, it's very point. clunky. Yeah, it is. And I couldn't t- tell what they were saying. Here's another version of this jingle. This is from the late 80s, and you can hear some You can hear some of that in it. I love that little that little weird record scratchy sound in the background. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. I don't know. Um, yeah, the so, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't is classic, it and is classic. and it really. Uh, you know, I'll always remember, you know, that those I'll almost remember uh, Almond Joy and Mounds because of the their jingle there. Mm-hmm. So it was very effective. Thank Let's, you. Uh, that's from Allison. Allison. Let's check in with Bet. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. It's Bet in Buffalo. And I had a story for you. So this weekend I went down and saw my best friend had twins a few months ago. And we finally got to go visit them. And we were watching Spaceballs. And... Her husband said, oh, you know who those twins are? Those are the Double Mint twins. 
So I thought I would call and sing you a jingle. Double your pleasure, double your fun. That's the statement of the great mint and double mint gum. All right. Have a good day, guys. Bye. <laughs> so hard for me not to sing along with that. Um, That's why uh, President Scrooge says, Scrooge says uh, chew your gum to the two twins. Oh, see, I don't remember that. She's, I tried to find some of the. They appear in several scenes, I think. Yes, I gonna, they're like uh, the, the sexy arm candy of the, of the Mel Brooks character of the president of of the mm-hmm. space balls and he says he calls them the wrong name and they get offended and he just says ah chew your gum okay the one clip that i could see that was like yeah he was waking up in bed with both of them and fooling around and i actually went on a i guess i would call it a shallow dive of um of the double mint gum commercials because i mean the campaign started in like the 1930s obviously pre-television with like drawings of twins um and from the 50s when they started their uh tv commercials at first they had like kind of specific spokes twins that they would kind of be loyal to through a bunch of campaigns and then i think as time went on they just started throwing tons of twins into these commercials but these particular twins that were in um space balls are patricia and sybil barnstable if i'm saying that name correctly really out of left field dazzling deep their dad was an nba player dale barnstable who got banned from the nba after um he was caught point shaving yes which is Scandal. Scandalous. Um, but also, like, these two went on to, like, I guess, be real kind of cultural phenomenon. Like, the fact that they were in Spaceballs. Apparently, they founded some, like, uh, Kentucky Derby party that is still going on today. I guess they posed in Playboy. And that does get into it. And that's the one thing about the Spaceballs thing, too, is, like, the fact that, I don't know, the, the whole – we don't have to get into it now. I know you feel the same way, but – how do we live or did we live in a society where it's just like incest is okay if you're twins or and it's like something to to like shoot for if you're a guy I, it's it is a mystery i mean you grew up watching cheers and you're supposed to believe that yeah. women are supposed to, um, no it's it it's, is i mean it's it's institutionalized it's, misogyny it, i mean it, that's that's a short answer it's just baffling yeah. i wanted to make one more point before we go I it was a little bit harder for me to find that version of the jingle than I thought because I didn't realize that there are two incredibly famous uh, double mint jingles and this one I think actually ran a lot longer. This is the classic. Uh, wait, did I play? Did I play the? Uh, did I play the 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 YouTube version of Bet's jingle yet? No. Here yeah. here's the one that she just sang. Double your pleasure, double your fun. That's a with the right mint I'm here for it yeah delightment not a word but you know they're sure. trying things they're trying things they're innovating so that they're imagineering so that's the <laughs> uh, that's the commercial jingle that I would think of first but that one aired more in like the late they're 90s and early <laughs> early 2000s the one that ran for I think like decades was this one which this is from the 80s and the visuals on these always followed a pattern where you'd see a couple of twins, I think almost always women, 
walking down a boardwalk right. of some sort. And this would go on, like, they would swap in different sets of twins throughout the 80s, walking down a boardwalk, and then always buying the gum from a, like, gum vendor sure. on the street. Today, you know, boardwalk, these, like, famous boardwalk right. gum vendor. And then they meet a couple of fellas right. who are also twins. Are and the then men always up. twins, too? I thought so. Okay. Let's watch this one and find out. But I think for a lot of people, this is the uh, Doubleman jingle that will stand out. A double pleasure's waiting for you. No, those a guys aren't twins, I don't think. If so, one of them really hit his growth spurt. Yeah. Double is the one for you. Double fresh. Now, are these the ladies? I don't... Oh, these might be our ladies. They're dogs. They're twin dogs. Like these little white Yorkies or something escape. And then our two gallant gentlemen retrieve them. I'm going to say that that is not our... That's later in the 80s. In Spaceballs comes earlier, and the 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 women. What are the names again? The pa- Barnstable, Patricia, women. Patricia, and Sybil Barnstable. Yeah, um, they. Uh, yeah, I think that they they look different. They had like long blonde hair. This is what they look. Well, now I'm just showing you pictures online, which doesn't really serve well. <laughs> it's very much at all. Listener, I I can assure you they <laughs> they were two hot white ladies. <laughs> That's absolutely right. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right. I really enjoyed this show. Did you have a good time? I did. Yeah, I these I, this idea that like I I do think it's funny like how and I know I'm so now I'm just sort of like rehashing the show but I think it's funny how these brands want to have it both ways mm-hmm. like I didn't get to read this so I'm gonna read it now oh this, I'm sorry this is the wild turkey I was just like looking at the Twitter brands for these like you know uh, like Miller Lite and High Noon and all that stuff and I I happened to come across Wild Turkey's Twitter bio which is real bourbon no apologies so basically the opposite of social media dude. You're on Twitter. Yeah. Like, once you get off your high horse here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. Which is, I guess, credit to Miller Lite for trying to get people to unfollow Yeah, I mean, them. they at least put their money where their mouth is, even if it was in somewhat of a, you know, tongue-in-cheek way. But, like, I kind of give them credit. And I don't think it's, like... I mean, I think that the sort of the rejection of of obsession with social media is something that that is in the zeitgeist, that there is a, mm-hmm. a growing sense of that. But, I mean, these brands are doing it cynically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Vives, are we on social media? We are. <laughs> I mean, sort of. We are on Facebook, uh, and we are having a great time there. So, uh, please, please, uh, we're not too good for that. Uh, and we're on email, which is not, I don't think, considered <laughs> to be social media, at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail.com. And we are on the old voicemail, which is 607-444-5597. Do you know what my Instagram handle is? Is it Andrew underscore Walsh? No, I think I'm Radio Free Walsh on Instagram. And on Twitter, I'm Andrew underscore Walsh. I'm not on Facebook. So I just figured today would be a good day to throw that out there. I think I'm BA base on Instagram. Yeah, actually spelled with B's. B-E-E-B-A-Y-A-Y-B-A-Y-S. Did I get it? 
I think there's a, some extra letters I in think there. I, I think I just threw that some. That was B-A-B-A-B-S. <laughs> I think that was... Don't a, worry about it, listener. Think, just just go to the Facebook, email us, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. I think there's a lot of BS in that. All right. <laughs> See you later, alligators. you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, and I'm...